Y'all ready to be history? Get started. Welcome. Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. To the Pro Audio Suite. These guys are professional. They're motivated. Thanks to Tribooth, the best vocal booth for home or on-the-road voice recording. And Austrian Audio, making passion heard. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post, Chicago. Darren Robert Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging, Sydney. Tech to the VO stars, George the Tech Whitam from LA. And me, Andrew Peters, voiceover talent and home studio guy. Line up, ladies! Here we go. And welcome to another Pro Audio Suite. Thanks to Austrian Audio, making passion heard. And Tribooth, don't forget the code PAP200 to get $200 off your purchase from Tribooth. Uh, this week, we have another question. Robbo, over to you. Yeah, another one. Uh, this is comes from one of our Patreon uh, supporters. Uh, he has a question about gear, or in his words, should I say, should I keep gear question? Uh, I have one of those art voice channel tube channel strips sitting in a rack not being used. Should I keep it, sell it? I can get at least 300 US for it. Or give it to a museum, make a video blowing it up. Thanks. So <laughs> I, I'm not familiar with these. So George, I'm guessing that might be over to you for that one. Well, is yeah, it the two rack space with one with the VU meter in the middle of it? Is it I'm that? guessing I so. so yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, in in a day and time where a voice actor really did benefit from having a full channel with you know a whole suite of tools available to them, it was a good piece. Especially if you retubed it. Apparently, from what I understand, you put better tubes in it, and it could do a I've pretty good job. I've heard a lot job. of good things. I've heard a lot of good things about those ART right. preamps. Um, yeah. Amazingly, they're they're kind of like of the better low budget pieces and my, my question would be do you have a spare do you need a spare and if not sell it if you're truly not using it there's no reason to like just have something for the sake of it yeah yeah you, yep. you don't need it i mean because as, if you listen to the show you know we don't want you processing so unless yeah. you're doing live streaming and doing you know stuff that goes live to air like radio and live streaming, you don't need a crazy front-end chain to process your audio. And that goes for everybody else out there with your DBX-286s and stuff. You don't need to do that, and you shouldn't use that on a voiceover track. You don't want to print the processing and be stuck with it forever because you're, you know, what you think is great it could be lipstick on a pig to a producer, you know, so yep. you really don't want to do that. What if the pig's actually quite attractive? <laughs> <laughs> then it doesn't need lipstick. Well, Miss Piggy. Yeah, Miss Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think I think sell it, but, uh, you know. My only thought would be is if you, if you don't have a backup of whatever that, like, you know, like maybe you don't need a backup because you have your audio interface and some other preamp, but as long as you have something in case something goes down then yeah there's always the case yeah. with these questions we don't know the rest of the details right so yeah. we don't know what he uses primarily and what he's trying to record with it and why he bought it in the first place and how it sounds and all that stuff we i mean the other thing occurs stuff. to me is you know just if you if you had the right voice for it turning all the processing off but just using the tubes as a pre i'm sure it it's a nice. perfectly yeah. good preamp I'm, I'm not saying get rid of it because it does processing i'm just saying get rid of it if you don't need it. So if all it yeah. is is a backup preamp, but you have two others already. Of course. You know, what do you need? Like, I mean, Andrew's, Andrew's got a bunch, but even Andrew. Yeah, Andrew's like, Andrew, like, like, like you have a Grace, a 1073. You got your... Uh, your LA610. Your, your, your LA610. That's your tube chain, right? Yeah. And, and then, then, and then you've got the uh, Fireface, the Sebatron and the Fireface, right? 
because that's I've got, got preamps a, no, in it. No, it's just an RME, um, RME. Just an RME PCI yeah. card. Yeah. Oh, oh, you have no preamps in your RME. No, no. Okay. So, 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 right. I mean, Andrew has got basically four preamps plus an SSL. SSL two interface. SSL two, yeah. right? And then I've got two actually of those. Yeah, and that's a good preamp by its own right. Um, it is actually. It's very nice. That's all yeah. you really need, anyway. I mean, yeah. So you know, it just depends. We we don't know the rest of your story and what you used it for and why and why you're not using it now. And but analog gear. The good news about analog gear is it doesn't unless it was particularly badly designed or built. It doesn't plummet in value like anything that's digital. So USB interfaces are worthless after probably three or four years, right? After yeah. Apple changes its connector. Yeah, or yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's some, right. exactly, some standard yes. changes yeah. or something. In general, I'm talking about the low-end ones. There, there are people out there still using like a 10-year-old uh, matrix, matrix halo. You know, or some really high-end, super high-quality interface, you know. But in general, that stuff goes down in value really quickly, just like a computer does. So analog gear, microphones. I wouldn't say buying a new microphone and holding on to it makes any sense at all. But used gear, when well cared for, if you buy it today, in 10 years, it generally is worth as much or more than what you paid for it, you know. That's that's what, what I've seen. Anyway. I, I think, like, good microphones go up in value or hold their own value for sure. Um, good analog gear seems to hold its own value. Shitty gear maybe goes down a little bit, but it's di- the, the, the problem with digital gear is that it goes from worth something to worth zilch. Like once it's out of compatibility, there's very few pieces of digital gear, especially actually digital gear is fine. If it's a standalone processor, some of right. those will gain cult status, but if it's computer gear, yeah, there's very few that like you know I've got a. That's what Lexicon I should have said. Newver. If it plugs into a computer, yeah, with a USB or a FireWire cable, that's Correct. what I should yeah. have said. <laughs> I mean, I it's just I just dug out the, yesterday. Yeah. I found an old Focusrite um, interface that I had bought years ago. I mean, the thing's useless. I have a box full of those right over yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a ton of them. Yeah. Half of them probably still work, and some of them probably still sound awesome. But uh, yeah, that gear doesn't hold value at all. Yeah. Well, I, I I just recently um, I, I we pulled an Avalon seven thirty seven, you know, tube preamp out of a studio because I changed them over to Grace. It's one of my favorite changes because yep. tubes are maintenance and all that stuff. So I'll sum it up quickly by saying I I remember when those were really hot and people were buying them. They were generally around twenty two to twenty four hundred US. Yep, I think that's what they were selling for new, right? They're thirty six hundred now. The same freaking piece of gear is six thirty six hundred. Because you can't get them anymore. Is that why? No, they're still producing them. That's just what they are now. Yeah. And then if you want to sell, so your used one that you paid twenty two to twenty four hundred for, that's what it's worth now. Twenty. That's exactly they're worth anywhere from two to three grand for a used one, depending on the condition. So that one we had to do a total refurb on it. It needed some serious bench time. Um, capacitor, you know, recapping. and But in the end, it was a $500 bench service for a 15, 20-year-old inter, uh, preamp that in the end will sort of basically come out breaking even. So it's like you never even paid for it in the first place. <laughs> it's yeah. like you rented it for 20 years, you know? So analog gear is not a bad investment. Good good no. analog gear, especially. Good analog gear. Yeah, but here's good a question for gear. you. 
uh, now having good analog here, and I'm, I'm basing this on the the interview I saw with uh, the guy from Tears of Fears the other day, who had an SSL, um, I assume, um, four thousand series in his studio at home. Big console. locked it up for a couple of years, came back, didn't didn't work. Um, uh oh. Or there was something wrong with it. I'm I'm guessing the capacitors dried out or something. I have no idea. Yeah. But but if you leave analog gear lying around, is there an issue? Should it all, always be fired up or what? No, capacitor electrolytic capacitors dry up after about what, ten to fifteen years? They 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 dry up. The other thing is like sometimes knobs can get like scratchy if they're not exercised a little bit. Mm. So you don't want dirt getting in there but generally what's going to happen to them is going to happen to them no matter what the 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 thing that causes electrolytic capacitors to dry up a lot is heat so if a board like a ssl probably was left on and stayed on constantly if it doesn't dissipate its heat well i think that that can contribute towards accelerating those capacitors from yeah going if it sat in like a basement studio that was like always below 70 degrees Probably it's going to be in pretty good shape, but if it's sat in a barn, probably in really bad shape. <laughs> you yeah. know, where the temperature fluctuated wildly, you know, from below freezing to forty C, you know, <laughs> every year, that would be bad. That would be really bad. Or well, that one didn't. I think it was actually in a decent studio, and it was in England, so the temperature doesn't really move that much. <laughs> it's either cold, very cold, or, or freezing cold and raining. Kind of yeah. nice. Yeah, overcast. <laughs> Overcast or overcast? <laughs> it's like Seattle. <laughs> oh, sunny. Oh, it's overcast again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine what it costs to recap and restore one of those. I, I met a microphone, uh, an audio gear restorer here in LA because one of my clients, we would take his U67s to this fellow. And um, he would show me, every time I'd go in there, he'd show me some new obscure piece of gear that he was working on. And he'd be like, well, I can't say who it's for, but... This is the only one of these I've ever seen, and I've been doing this for 40 years. Oh, wow. And I'm going to restore it. And I'm like, that's pretty impressive. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> well, it's worth the money. I, I know a guy who bought a small Neve console, like a 16-channel. Oh, it'd be less than that, actually. It'd probably be eight and eight, I think. Eight ins, eight outs, I think it was. And uh-huh. um, that was up in uh, six figures. Huh. Wow. A 1970s Neve console, yeah. Wow. It was worth six figures with only yep. 16 channels or eight channels? Yeah, I think it's kind of the sort of money you was talking about. Holy smokes. Some of those Neves go for like ridiculous money. It's true. Yeah. Well, go back and listen to the Neve interview. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys are hearing Neve and go, who's Neve? What's Neve? Listen to the one we oh, talked yes. about. Just type in Neve on our website and just look for the... The Neve episode, and you'll hear yep. like how what kind of obsession there is about Neves and and all that. There's so much storied history of those pieces. Oh of yeah, amazing, amazing discs. Yeah, and some of them were made in really, really low numbers. You know, yep. there might only be eight or ten ever made. Right. Yeah, so. and some of them there's only like one of them left. Well, and they and often they were just made like this was customized for the BBC for this. Yeah. Or they 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 were very specific builds. Like, Spoke. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. and the other well, thing is like Neve had his fingerprints on all that Focusrite stuff and so many other things. It doesn't even have the Neve name. Yeah. Right. Oh, and, and a conclusion to the question: If you are selling it, Robert would give you fifty bucks for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, that was fun. Is it over? 
the Pro Audio Suite with thanks to Tribooth and Austrian Audio recorded using Source Connect edited by Andrew Peters and mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging with tech support from George the Tech Whittem don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group to leave a comment suggest a topic or just say g'day drop us a note at our website theproaudiosuite.com